The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. All right, let's take stock of home furnishings and the industry behind it. Companies such as Home Depot, Lowe's, Tractor Supply, Lumber Liquidators. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about the mattress industry. Seema Shah is our consumer discretionary analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence, providing unique and real-time research as well as context for a variety of industries, as well as markets and government factors that have an effect on business. Our terminal customers can access this function at BIGO on the Bloomberg. Seema Shaw, thank you very much for being here. All right, so where do do you want to begin? I mean, because I know that uh, there were some uh, retailers uh, such as uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, and so on uh, that you want to talk about and some trends. It has to do with, um, well, just some tailwinds, you say, from housing. Right, so... um Our thought right now is that there's near-term pressure on the home improvement segment from the macro perspective that uh, you can see that in the August U.S. retail sales where building materials were down 1.4% from the month prior. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the consumer is a little bit more cautious heading into the election cycle and not really quite sure what's going to happen. And I think that some of the other macro figures – uh, are not telling the true story of how the consumer really feels. But there are long-term tailwinds for the home improvement sector. The most obvious is the rising uh, home values, and so people feel more comfortable investing in their homes. And then we also have the fact that most homes, over 65% of homes in the U.S. are over 30 years old, and more of the population of the U.S. is aging, and they tend to want to age in place, so that often requires some sort of home renovation. The biggest holdup right now is also that home prices have appreciated so much that they are less affordable. And that also, that might help the home retailers because, or the home improvement guys because you just might fix up where you are because it's hard to move into a new place. I, I just want to ask you to go a little bit deeper for us because mm-hmm. uh, you, you said something interesting, which is that a lot of the macro indicators do not capture perhaps the the real state of the consumer. And I mention that only in the context of today's uh, consumer spending, uh, that the spending was mm-hmm. up two-tenths of a percent, earnings were, uh, I beg your pardon, earnings were up two-tenths of a percent, spending was flat, and then also we got the University of Michigan uh, report, which said, you know, things were doing pretty well. Right. Um, the surveys have gone all over the place in right. terms of how the confident the consumer is, but the macro data points I'm thinking about are participation rates in the job market, how many people have actually left and are not looking for a job, and then also what types of jobs are you seeing, what type of create job creation is there, and if it is more part-time, those jobs tend to be less secure, and pro- worker productivity has not increased, so even if more people are working, they're not being more productive, and I think there still is a I guess the headwind from what happened in 08 where people are a little bit nervous. And I don't know very many people that feel like they could walk out of their job and get another one right away. So if you have one, maybe you're focused on saving or paying down the debt that you have and maybe just not buying stuff. And I think part of it is also a demographic change 
the millennials tend to be, broadly speaking, less focused on stuff and brands and more focused on um, experiences and they're into a shared economy. So that's sort of a different way of looking at what is the future of retail and how will the millennials shape that going forward. Well, you also have a, a at least some, some information from a Deloitte study, correct? Uh, this Deloitte study is about the holiday forecast, mm-hmm. and the forecast is for growth of between, let's say, 35 to 4%. And uh, I guess your point is that may be a little bit too optimistic. Uh, based on what we've seen so far and even the GDP numbers that came out for 2Q, they would have to see a huge acceleration in the back half, in my mind, to see that. And just generally, it's not proven, but the way that Q3 and back-to-school sales tend to go is how holiday often is. And from the retailers we've seen that have a little bit of a delay in their reporting, doesn't sound like things were all that robust in August and September. Well, having even said that, let's say that you uh, had a, a view of the market and you said that it was doing pretty well and the stocks, mm-hmm. I mean, if I take a look at Home Depot, the shares down about 2.5% so far this mm-hmm. year. Uh, Lowe's stock down uh, 5%. This year, if you take a look at it uh, from a perspective of buying them, you're buying you would be buying these things at you know a twenty multiple. Is that considered to be expensive? Um, I mean, that's I mean, relative to, 20. I think that the home improvement retailers probably trade at a premium compared to the S and P. But if you looked at the home furnishings subgroup, you'd probably see that they've come in a lot. That segment has been hit a lot harder. One, from the softening consumer, in my view, and also from just the rise of competition across the board, from the Targets, JCPenney's, and Macy's of the world, and also from someone like Amazon and Wayfair, which recently went public two years ago and has over 7,000 items on their website because home furnishings tends to be less brand-specific. I don't know how many people can name the brand of their coffee table. You just go and look. It's very visually driven and I think they're seeing a lot of share gains as this category moves online. So just quickly, Sima, so the companies that might be affected in this case are mm-hmm. things like what? Pier 1 Imports, Restoration Hardware, Williams-Sonoma, Bed, Bed Bath, Bath & Beyond. Beyond? Right, yes. Those okay. would be the ones. Particularly someone like a Bed Bath & Beyond that ha- tends to have less differentiated or unique product. Pier 1 has their own style of product, but they're still affected by it. Thank you very much for spending time with me. Seema Shaw is our uh, consumer discretionary analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. And, of course, you can access all of the uh, Bloomberg Intelligence reports by just typing B.I. Go on the Bloomberg. Thank you for listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.